You know, when I talk about success and changing the definition, you know, it's really, you know, it starts in the mind. You know, people today, they see success as, you know, obtaining more money, right? Because obtaining more money equals more goods, which equals more stuff you can have, better house, better car, new phone all the time, you know, endless trips. I mean, money is success. But is that success, you know? That's what you gotta ask yourself, especially the next generation. You know, the old people, you know, they'll, they won't change their mind about that, young people. You know, it's for you to change that definition. You know, the youth of America and the world, I would hope, needs to redefine that. You know, what is success? Is it having endless stuff and debt? Or is it making enough to survive until the world changes? That's success to me, changing all the problems of the world. Because that's what we need to succeed in. We've already succeeded in making lots of stuff for humanity and having endless money. You know, for those in power, right? The 1%. But really, success should be, you know, fixing all these problems we have. And it starts with you and your own mind. And what's wrong with deciding that I don't need so much stuff in life, mom and dad? You know, society that browbeats you into being quote-unquote successful. Don't listen to their browbeating. Don't listen to their rhetoric. You know, they always try to get you down and make you into a carbon copy of who they are. You don't have to be that, kids. You can be and do and think whatever you want. Even if that means living in a tent until things change. Even if that means you're taking a pledge to say no to men owning women. You know, no men, you will not own me. By saying no to marriage. At least for the next couple decades until things change. And eventually you may find someone that you know, gotta be with. I understand, I'm not saying it has to be forever, but you, know, you need to exercise your rights, women. Until you do, men will never respect you. And that's the only vote you have. Not only in this country, but around the world. Now that's the one equal thing that you get to decide on. Alright? They can't force you to marry someone. At least not that I'm aware of in this country and you know, most of the others. Even the religious extremist ones. You know, it's the one vote women have worldwide. You know, that would be a success to me. You know, women being equal. Having a say. And getting rid of nuclear bombs because I know they could do it. You know, then we could finally start bringing down this high-stress rhetoric of posturing for war that men do. It's crazy, people. If you don't know about hypersonic missiles and AI and where it's going, you know, nuclear bombs, you know, nuclear first strikes, I mean, you should, you should read about it because it's scary. You know, I know quite a bit about it. I'm not going to get in depth with it, but, you know, people should know these things. You know, look it up. Most people don't even read the news because they don't want to deal with it. You know, stay up on the on facts, people. If you don't, the facts will own you. You won't even know why, what happened happened. Because you'll just be listening to some soundbite on me, some media. Like, oh, this person did that. And then, well, now we're, we're all having to deal with this bullshit now. Like some war, some war in the Middle East again, right? The war with Iran. That's coming up next. Just like war in Iraq with 
know, weapons of mass destruction that weren't there. No, but getting away from that, you know, it's all about living your life a little differently until things change. Because you can demand real change. Can't demand real change when you succumb to, you know, the trappings of success that we have today. You know, if you can live with a lot less, then, hey, you can demand change because they can't bring you down. You can't bring me down, right? You'll live the life. You'll choose to have a hard time in your life so that maybe, just maybe, that investment right now will pay off later on. You want to get the 2080 that, you know, I imagine, you know, where we're like building USS Enterprise in space with drones from asteroids we capture, then hey, you need to go back to 1980 first. You need to live like your, your grandparents or your great-great-grandparents. For a little while, kids, that's all I'm asking. And I'm not asking too much. Even if you did, you'd still be living the high life compared to them. All you have to do is like, you know, go on Craigslist or go on Amazon, buy all the things you need to go camping. And all it takes is probably the amount of money that you got, you know, in your security deposit for your apartment. What do you do you? You go into debt for a thousand dollars, run up your credit card, get your deposit out, get your deposit back from your your house, or your apartment, pay off the credit card debt. Boom. Go live in the woods. Go get sponsored to you know, live in someone's backyard or their attic or their basement or their garage or their RV or you know, go out and live in the woods. You know, get back to nature. Go hiking and fishing and hunting. You know, quote unquote. You make up any reason you need to be out there. Right? Oh, I'm rabbit hunting. Oh, there you go. Got myself a little 22. You'll bring back the pitchforks and torches. As much as you hate the right with their guns, because quite honestly, dumb guns, you know, do create a rhetoric of endless division and hate. Smart guns and responsible citizens who defend themselves, regardless of its lethal or non-lethal weapon, is an American way of living life. Always has been and always should be. And this is where I stand firm on Republican conservative side. Because if you take away the guns and your right to defend yourself, well then it's just a matter of time before the tyranny begins. It'll be slow, but in a generation or two, there won't be a damn thing anyone can do about it because you know, we don't have the pitchforks or torches anymore. You know, the gun will be gone and your vote won't matter. Yeah, that's what the pitchforks and torches are, people. You know, your right and ability to defend your life right here and now in the present moment instead of waiting for someone, you know, the police state, to come by and scrape you off, off, up off the ground after someone's treated you as you shouldn't be treated. You know, in a world of transparency, now, you know, now we know what happens when someone uses their smart gun or, you know, for, for now, their dumb gun, and the world will finally start changing. Because America, the leader of freedom and liberty and democracy in the world, will start changing. And becoming what it should have been a long time ago. And it kind of quasi sort of was, right? You know, America used to be freer. But really, it was only good for one small group of people. The rich, the entitled, the male. You know, those who backed them with the religion. 
to to justify it all because of their high moralities. You know, the rhetoric of morality. You know, it's never been great for anyone, except for the very few. But it has in sort of a way back in the past. I mean, it wasn't all bad. It definitely wasn't all good. You know, it had its pluses and minuses. But we should be striving every day to make America number one in the, the, the Freedom Department, the Liberty Department, and the Justice Department. Right? Why aren't we number one on all those things? I mean, you're number one on all those things. You know, eventually, hopefully, you know, everything else will follow. Like all the prosperity everyone's striving for today and the consumerism. Hey, that stuff will just naturally flow when, you know, America's finding the leadership that it should be. It becomes the example. It should have been since the 1980s when we were just about to strive for real change and then it just got, just slammed down. We need to go back to the past and redefine success, people. Because this ain't it. This ain't it. Your resource allocation, this is all they fight about. Who gets the resources? How are we going to allocate it? Oh, I want more. I got to take more. Resources, resources. This is the whole capitalist, socialist, communist, you know, rhetoric that goes on on the top. And really, no matter which way you split it, it's always the 1% that gets all the resources. Everyone else just gets enough to survive, to keep the 1% on the gravy train, right? And all they do is take more for themselves, any chance they can get. Anytime there's an increase in gross domestic product or, you know, growth at all, it goes right in their pocket. You know, wages and, you know, real wages have been flat for like, I think I read 50 years now. Wow. Isn't that amazing? You know, it's not by accident, people. It's by design. You don't go 50 years of doing that and have it be an accident. You go 50 years of doing that because, you know, they did nothing to change it. That's by design. They could have changed it, but they didn't. There's those who fight for change, but it never happens. Right? Well, if, they, if you can't trust them enough to do the right thing, then you know, maybe, it's, maybe it's time for a real change. Right? Real change. You know, change they can't stop. Change that we can demand directly. Not by protesting, not by violence, but you know, by living your life a different way. By redefining success. I know it's going to be tough. You know, I'm asking the hardest thing anyone could ever want to do. You know, dropping out of society and living as little as you can and networking to try to help people and pull each other's bootstraps up. I mean, it's a huge call. Like, hey, America, you know, mobilize like it's, you know, the Great Depression or World War II, World War III, right? That's what everyone's saying. Like, we got to mobilize like it's World War III. Well, all you got to do is do that in your mind. Do that in the way you live your life. Demand real change. Depower this system to force those who don't give a crap about nothing, especially the older generations, especially those who have all the money with their retirements and their IRAs and their stocks and you know their pensions. You know, they have everything. You know, they need to wake up. Because the system they bought into, highly flawed. You know, to say the least. Now that's an understatement. Highly flawed. You bought into a system that sold out the next generation, and a generation after that, and a generation after that. And this giant Ponzi scheme of debt and wealth for, you know, the top class. That's as disparative as 
you know, like it used to be before the French Revolution, like it used to be before the Russian Revolution, like it used to be before the American Revolution, like it used to be before most revolutions happen, right? And you can't, you can't solve the world's problems through bloodshed. They own violence, people. They know everything you do. They know everything you go online and look at, who you talk to, where you go, how you spend your money. You know, this digital world is great, but you use it as a toy. You know, it, it can be great just like it is today, again, tomorrow. I'm not saying we have to change forever, you know, and drop out. It just has to be long enough where we can take the power back. And when we take the power back, you know, AI is in our hands. You know, your data is your own. Beginning to end encryption and data security on your phone. And better yet, on your, your brick that carries everything that you hook your phone up to. You know, theoretically. You want to be as amazing as possible, right? You got to go bigger. Make your phones like you know, something from 1980 or something, right? Go back to the 80s. You know, that's the key. You'll learn to live with a less standard of living for once. You'll redefine success. You'll make things sustainable. Sustainability should be the number one word when it comes to making any decision anymore. Sustainability. Because sustainability secures democracy because it includes everyone. You know, it's one big key in it. Nowadays, is nothing sustainable. It's just, let's just have this throwaway consumer society we have. You buy a car, you throw it away in like 10 years or less. You buy a, you know, a washing machine or a dishwasher or appliance or a phone. It's disposable. It used to be that stuff was built to last. My grandparents had a dishwasher their whole life. Not once did it break. You can look at any household that has a dishwasher probably from the 60s or 70s or even the 80s. It still works. Because they built things to last back then. You know, then the mindset of was, you know, we got to make everything to break so... You know, they have to constantly replace it every year. This is what businesses do. They design things to break. There's been leaks about, you know, people who work in corporations like, you know, American car companies. They design these cars that break at 100,000 miles, people. You know, that's a fact. You know, ask the whistleblowers and people on the inside. They'll tell you. But, you know, that's the past. You can point fingers all day long. It doesn't change anything. What we need to do is move forward to the future. You know, by recognizing the problem and adjusting. You know, making America amazing. And by that, vicariously, making the world amazing. Because this is the one place we can be the example of, hey, people can come together and self-rule and do it well. And that's what all the countries around the world that fight America are trying to prevent. And America itself is trying to prevent, you know, those in power. You know, those in power in America do not want the people to self-rule. Just as much as those overseas don't want the people to self-rule. Because they realize they would lose their grip. The 1% would lose their grip on the rhetoric and control. And they would lose their privilege. Their endless privilege for having the right, supposedly, to have the authority over you that they've given to themselves. Did you give them that authority over you? No. It was a force upon you when you were born with your birth certificate. Well, that's when you agreed to all this bullshit. When you were born. Just like you were agreed to be that religion when you were born, most likely. Now, living with us is the solution, people, because 
if you can do it now and you're prepared for it and you keep your camping gear, you know, when the shit really does hit the fan or, you know, hurricane, flood, fire, famine, you know, all the apocalyptic things that are, you know, on their way because the Grim Reaper's sitting there right on the highest levels of governance in our most powerful country in the modern world has ever been. You know, the guy who calls himself the Grim Reaper, well, then you gotta wonder, you know, is the end near? People just want to discount it, but hey, the world in which it's going, when, what is it, 97% of scientists agree that global climate change is man-made, and where it's going isn't a pretty sight, and no one's doing anything about it, well then yeah, it's the end of the world as we know it. I hate to say the sky's falling, but for human society, us, the people, and the environment as well, it is. You know, and we're not the only ones to pay the price. It's the animals, it's the forest, it's the oceans, it's the whales, it's the reefs, it's the birds. You know, everything's dying, people. The whole world's dying and everyone seems okay with it. Doesn't it bother you that, you know, the 0.1% of the species of the world, humans, are killing off the 99.99% of all the other species of the world? You want to talk about the 1%? Well, there it is. I'm pointing at you. Humanity. You're the 1%. You'll do something about it. Instead of being something that just takes, takes, takes and destroys the environment, be something that gives, gives, gives and helps the environment. And that starts with the way you live your life. By redefining success. Again, we get back to that. You want to solve all these problems, well, first you gotta look in the mirror and realize you're half the problem. And try to figure out how you can redefine success to make it so you're no longer half the problem. You're at least part of the solution. You'll put your ism, isms down, right? Being American, you know, it's all about freedom and liberty and justice, people. You know, it ain't about your isms, racism, sexism, your religious bias. It's about freedom and liberty. For everyone, 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 right? Justice for all, that's what they say on the pledge. What's the last word? All. All, that's everyone, people. Not only Americans, but hopefully the entire world. Now, how do you create justice and liberty for all? You'll make America the hub of the world by being an example, by making people legal immigrants. If you have illegal immigration, then obviously you don't have enough immigration. Now that seems just like a no-brainer to me. And the more people you come in, the more they can help out society. Not by paying them endless money, but you know, having them, you know, expecting them to live with as little as possible like the next generation is going to do, I would hope. And then them helping to make America amazing and vicariously the world amazing as well. Now how do you have connections around the world, bring people here and get to know them. You know, switch them out, right? Have, you know, 10 or 50,000 Iranians come here and live in a couple towns in America. You know, and guarantee their safety. You know, police up your extremists. We're trying to get along. You know, have 50 or 1,000 people go live in Iran and vice versa. After a couple years, you switch. Constantly rotating people in and out. All right? 
You're going to have extremists though, right? It's not going to be perfect. I mean, I, I guarantee you someone is going to blow someone up, shoot someone. I mean, it's just bound to happen. You know, but that, that's what happens when you have change. You know, it's just going to happen. I'm sorry. I mean, the world's not a perfect place and it's not a safe place, that's for sure. But I'd rather see the world come together and have these problems happen than the world be divided and have the problems way worse. Way, way worse. I mean, most revolutions are just marred in endless bloodshed, people. The only way to change a system is by maintaining the higher stance of the morality of it. You know, change your definitions of success and live it. You know, see a different way of being. It's not that hard, I don't think. If you haven't been camping, you know, maybe you should try it. You know, put your toe in the water, see what it's like. Instead of being forced to do it cold turkey one of these days when, you know, the flood, fire, or famine, or, you know, whatever, hurricane hits you. And what's everyone doing, do after it all? Hits them, just like they stand around, do nothing, they're like, well, we want money to rebuild. Uh, why don't you just start rebuilding? Instead of having your endless fancy houses, you know, build yurts, build tents. You know, that way when you know, global climate you know, problems happen and there is no money because those who have all the money will have their you know, economic apartheid as well as environmental apartheid. You know, be, learn to live without the money. Learn to live without all this stuff. And guess what? They can't stop you because you live your life a different way. You don't believe in this idea of success that you've got to have this fancy house, and this fancy car, and all this debt and be beholden to you know, those who rule over you your whole lives. But no one likes debt, right? Well, live your life like that. Don't have any debt. You know, so much so, we actually get rid of the debt. Like 100%, just pff, gone. You know, don't pay your student loans. Don't pay all these ridiculous, you know, indebtedness that you know, the generation before you placed upon you. Next generation, you have no liability to any of the debt that your grandparents and your parents made, in my opinion. If you're young, I feel like you should have no requirement to pay any of that debt. You didn't create it. What did they do with all that money? They didn't build an amazing world. They built a world that's on the verge of self-destruction. So therefore, illegitimate. All that debt is illegitimate. You didn't do anything good with all that human resources for the last 40 years or more. That debt is illegitimate. It's not yours. You know, it's something that the old people own. Just like they own all the money. Hey, old people, take all your money, pay off all the debt. Don't care about your IRA, your retirement, or your your pensions and blah, 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 right? You're bought into a system that's, you know, quite mired in problems. And in my opinion, because of that, illegitimate. You know, just like the courts, illegitimate. So partisanized, mind-boggling. You, know, you want to fix that? You know, 10 courts of 10. The 10 of 10. Yeah. I've mentioned that before. That's the solution. You can't blame partisanism if... You're not just increasing it, you're making 10 of 10. And if they can't get their job in that 10, done, pass it on to the next group. If they can't get it done, pass it on to the next group. Women's issues should only be done with the court.
full of women. Right? That's my opinion. Or all the women in all the courts can chime in, right? The other 50%, I would assume, on the courts. And everyone in the court should be a demographic of America and the world. You know, different religions, different races, different sexual orientations, and definitely 50% or more of women in charge. You know, that's how you change America. That's how you fix this world is by having equal representation of all the people instead of just the few. The white male rhetoric that runs the whole system, not only here in America, but you know, vicariously through America and the way we've done things all around the world. You know, those in power here in America have Americanized all the cultures of the world through their ways of doing things. And it's efficient to a certain degree because it supposedly builds up trust because of the money and the paperwork and the law and the enforcement of authority and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, there's a different way, people. You know, that may have worked in the past. You know, I'm not saying we didn't need it, but you know, in my opinion, it's an outdated system. Completely outdated with the modern advancements of technology we have, the internet, you know, AI around the corner, and your cell phones. You know, and social networking, influencers, that's your leadership. Yeah, influencers. The higher up you are, the more transparent you have to be in an organically driven leadership role. You know, that's a solution, people. It's a bold solution, but I say we could do it if we all just stood together and waited it out and demanded change. We can wait. Whole generation is dropping out and waiting. You know, see what happens when the women finally speak up and exercise their rights for once. You'll see what happens when, if you do get married, this is someone from another country. You know, bye-bye, nationalism. See ya. Nice to know you. Kind of sucked. Let's move on. Imagine that. The whole world. No longer caring about nationalism. You know, there's only one way to do it, people. And there it is. You never force those in charge to, to change their ways. Because they like nationalism. Because it separates humanity from each other. And when you separate humanity from each other, it allows the few to own everything. It, justifi it justifies it. Because that person over there might attack you and they got guns. Well, since they got guns, we got guns. So now you need us in charge. Well, in a world where we all get rid of nuclear bombs, weapons of war, we don't need the rhetoric of those who control us anymore. No more authoritarianism. The authority is the people. Direct, transparently. Network through AI, AI on the phones and secured through you know, cryptocurrency verifications. You know, all with a receipt so you can go online and make sure your vote wasn't hacked. You know, we can build that system. It doesn't exist today. The future I imagine doesn't exist today. It does in little bits and parts here and there that I've seen online. You know, it's given me the imagination to kind of come up with it, you know, little crutches. But overall, it doesn't exist today. Can we make it exist? Heck yeah. If the world would get off their ass and you know, come together, it would make a system that isn't based on money. Like Linux, right? Let's make the next system that's going to network humanity. You know, non-profit. You know, Facebook, non-profit. You know, My, MySpace. You know, Twitter. Google. Non-profit. 
Your networking humanity is supposed to free humanity, not enslave it. That was the whole promise when you know, the internet came out, right? Remember that? Generation X, the promise was, well, computers, we're all wary of them because you know they might take over the world because people in charge just seem to run amok and do what they want. And they'll probably use it to their advantage to try to control us. They were like, no, no, no. You know, the internet's going to free society. It's going to help communication and bring the world together and kumbaya. It did to a certain extent, but at the same time, because there's no transparency and there's no you know, social good that was done. It was just for endless profit. You got trolls running everything and you got the corporations running everything. And it's all fake news. You don't even know what the truth is anymore. No idea. How do you get rid of the trolls and the fake news? Transparency. Because if they're not transparent people and you can't you know, put what someone said to an actual person, don't listen to it. It just falls in the trash heap. No one cares. You know, if the next generation took that stance and then, hey, you want to be racist? Be racist. You want to be sexist? Be sexist. But now people will be like pointing at you online, be like labeling you. Well, this person's a racist. This person's sexist. This person's homophobic. This person is a religious, religious bigot. That's fine. Please, you know, put your bigotry out there so we can all label it. So we'll know who you are. But the bigots will be like, no, you know, we don't want to be transparent. We like to hide in the shadows with our bigotry. We like to hide in the shadows with our racism. You know, they won't want to be in the transparent world. They'll fight it tooth and nail, you know, to the bitter end. You know, until they finally realize that, hey, the world's changing and either they need to get rid of their isms or they, they can still be assholes online, I guess, but people aren't gonna wanna deal with them. And if you're a minority and a white person's a racist, you know, maybe you don't wanna help them out of your own free will. Because that's how the economy should work in the future. Everything's of your own free will. That's how you get rid of the document between you and someone else when you do anything. That's how you get rid of the authoritarianism of the control system and the 1%. It's all of your own free will. If you want to work somewhere, work somewhere. If you don't want to work there tomorrow, don't work there tomorrow. Go work somewhere else, somewhere else of your own free will. Now talk about an efficient system where you know, labor just moves where it is needed the most. Can't do that with the way we have today. You know, the hiring process, arduous at, at best. Takes like months to get hired at some of these jobs, if not years. It's ridiculous. Then they hold you under their thumb with all their rules and rhetoric and blah, blah, blah. I'm just tired of it. This is why I don't work for anyone. So sick of the rhetoric of I own you as attitude. They don't own you. In the world of tomorrow where you can come and go freely as you want, guess what? They don't own you. Because the whole next generation is just going to be like, hey, you know what? I can work anywhere I want of my own free will. And if you're transparent that I helped you and showed that I put in to help society and the network we can build, then hey, that's good enough. If we could build a world around that and 3D printing, then welcome to the next age. Especially with women in charge finally having a say and bringing some reason to a one-sided way of doing things this entire this entire like last 40 years or more and when and before that right I mean women have never really had a say let's just be honest I mean it's only recently recently since Hillary Clinton that women have been empowered that's how long it's been young woman you may not know this these facts but you might want to look it up the trajectory of 
how much real power women have had in the last hundred years. And before that, you had none, just FYI. You were basically passed off as property from one man to another, the father to the husband. And it still goes on today around the world, just FYI. But you carry it on in your marriage, your, your marriage ceremonies, as a, sim, a symbolic means of showing that, hey, men still own you. That's what it shows to me. And of course, you know, women own the men too. I mean, it's kind of vice versa today. But, you know, this whole ownership of people through marriage, not good. You know, even if it's symbolical, even if it's just symbolism, you know, it, it just helps promote the idea that you keep someone down through introducing legal law and force of action by prison and money and you know lawyers and divorce attorneys and you know the rhetoric of religion and holding you down and to their their rhetoric why do you want to do that with someone you love just so you can like commit and pressure that person to stay with you the rest of their lives theoretically when you could just as easily just love them and then the longer you stay with them the more it shows you love them in my opinion you stay with someone for like a year it's like hmm this person's kind of serious about me. You know, it starts getting rough around, you know, five-year mark. After, you know, three, five years, you're like, hmm, you know, do I really like this person anymore? They seem to kind of take me for granted, right? That's what people do, especially when they're, you're married to them. When you're not married to them, people take you less for granted, just FYI. You may not know this, but it's true. You know, and after five years, 10 years, it's like, hmm, after a while, it's just all the love is gone in a relationship. There's no more spark anymore. You know, somewhere between, you know, that time and there, you might be like, hey, you know, we're doing once a year with my independent nation, with my LLC, and your independent nation, and your LLC, that we're going to get along and join our lives together to a certain degree. You know, you have to renew once a year. If you don't like how it's going, you move out and you go save the whales or clean up the environment. Whatever reason you need to just... Get in your tent and go down the road. You can still stay in touch. Don't be butthurt. You let bygones be bygones. Don't, don't try to hold people in your life. If you truly love someone, you set them free. This is, this is what I think. If you truly love someone, you set them free. They want to be away from you, let them be away from you. And in a year from now, if they, they get online like, oh man, I really miss that person. Then hey, maybe you should take them back because you miss them too. But in that period of time, you're free to think and feel how you want as well. If you find someone better, then hey, you find someone better. You know, that, that's the risk you take when you decide to leave someone. You know, but that's natural. That's fine. Now you end this neuroticism, neuroticism of people, you know, owning people. You know, they do it every day. I see it. It's just these couples that just kind of force themselves in their lives to have this symbiotic relationship with someone else to make them feel like their lives have meaning and it's like you don't need that you need to be a strong person as an individual that's how you find you know in a balance of inner peace not through someone else you know being with someone should be like you know having someone to talk to while you're, you're watching a movie not like you know forcing someone to be there Every moment and every day, you're beck and call. You know, and that's kind of the world we have today, unfortunately, in my opinion. 
Yeah, but that's a, rede- that's a redefinition of success. And that's part of it. Because women need to take the power back. They need to own their one vote and exercise it. At least for the next, I don't know, I'm going to say at least five or ten years. At least. Until men finally get a grip that, hey, women are equal to me. You've got you to gotta make them be aware of that, women. Whole generation of women just pledging. They're no longer going to get married. They're going to put off having kids until the world's fixed. You know, watch the, the numbers not work when you can't have endless growth to pass on endless debt to. You know, talking about you know, changing the dynamic of the money system and the debt system they create today. And forcing it, forcing it to have to be sustainable. This is why it works. You force it. You don't ask for it. We've been asking for them to change for, you know, 40, 50 years, people. 40 or 50 years. And they haven't. You know, we almost got there when we elected Al Gore as president. But, you know, parsonized courts, you know, they, they decided otherwise. They appointed a king that would prefer to have wars in the Middle East over oil. You know, and nepotism. Right? That's what happened. That's history. You know, that's my view of it. And quite frankly, it's quite accurate. You know, society needs to see things a different way. You know, think, look at things from different viewpoints. That's what I do my whole life. You look at things from all perspectives that you can. And be open to any of them. And over time, you weigh them in your head. You don't, you don't stay stuck to them, right? I want, don't want to be called flip-flopper, but, you know... As situations change and you know, the world changes around you, you have to adjust your output and outlook on life. You know, and that's just life. That's time. That's you know, the history of society in real time going down the, this road together. And as it changes, you have to adjust. Just like you're going to be forced to adjust one of these days if you do nothing. Right? This is what everyone's looking at. Well, the policymakers aren't doing anything. Eventually, they're going to screw it all up. We're all going to be fucked. And we'll have to deal with their consequences of their inactions. Right? You're either going to be forced to do it later or you're going to be proactive and deal with it now. You can either change now or be forced to change later. That's basically what I'm saying. The next generation, I mean... If anyone's going to be forced to change in the future, having to deal with all these, comp- these, these consequences of our leadership, it's you. This is why I'm talking to you the most, because old people, they don't care. They could care less because by the time it, it, it's going to be an issue, you know, they're going to be headed now of this world. They don't care. And religious people don't care either because they're just waiting for their Savior to come along and save them. And in the world, we don't care. You know, someone will come down and save us. You know, that, you know, people like that running the system, you know, in America and all the other countries around the world who have religious extremism, it's a recipe for disaster. This is why America is supposed to have separation of religion in our government. You know, how can you have a country that has freedom of religion when one religion is dictating everything through the force of law, through the force of imprisonment, through the force of guns in your face, through the force of economic you know, disparity and favoritism. You can't have it. It's not freedom. It's not America. 
You know, that's, that's people calling for theocracy like you see in the news today. You know, what are they going to be doing after that? They're going to be calling the world flat because when theocracy wins today, you know, that will be the truth in everyone's minds because the next generation will not know better. Because in a world that's completely digital, they'll just scrub reality. Scrub it away, scrub it clean. That's the future we can live in, people. And all that information that you know today to be true, you know, that'll be illegal. That could happen. You know, they'll dictate what is and isn't the truth. You know, that's theocracy for you. This is why, you know, this slow slide to theocracy, especially on the right, is bad. You know, giving up democracy for you got to be right no matter what, for racism and theocracy, man, giving up democracy and freedom and liberty, that's no deal. That's no deal. That's un-American. Un-American. Got to call it for what it is. You know, anything even hints of or smells of you know, anti-freedom and liberty, I don't like it. Even if it's, you know, you're right to, you know, say you don't like these kind of people because of this or that. Hey, in the future with transparency, you can still do that. You know, but you're going to have to live the consequences of your actions. There's no more trolling anymore. In a transparent world, where you want to be racist to someone, well, there you go. They're going to label you as a racist. And all their friends will know. It'll go to their circle of friends. And it'll go to the, the, the friends of their friends. And then you know, when you're in your local community, because those are the people you got to deal with in your local community, everyone will know you're a racist. And you can either deal with people who are also racist, or you'll have, just have to deal with living your life with not having minorities helping you out. And in a, in a country where the minorities, quote-unquote, are becoming the majority, you know, that might be a little rough for you. If you want to be racist, go right ahead. But in a transparent world where the trolls, you know, finally exposed to the light through transparency, you know, that may not be in your best interest. Maybe you want to try to look past your isms to make the world a better place. Now, hopefully, I would think, it just makes logical sense that you're going to get more in society to the benefit of the people, for everyone, if everyone just works together and helps each other out. Do you want to be angry at anyone? You know, be angry at the people who shipped on your jobs overseas in the first place. You know, the rich white establishment. You know, the people that you support. You know, the big businesses and all, all the people in Congress who did nothing, nothing. They could have enacted laws, people. They did nothing to stop it. Heck, they encouraged it. And you helped it. How'd you help it? You almost kind of forced everyone to go over there when you started shopping at Walmart. You know, the Great Wall of China Mart, as I like to call it. Well, when you shop there and all the money goes right to China, well, you know, now you're giving the money to Walmart, which gives money to China, which supports labor that is far, far cheaper than what you can get here. You know, that's how you export jobs, by buying stuff, by voting every single day with your dollar, to export them. Now you're at least half the problem. You support, you know, Citizens United, right? Stuff like that. You know, where the money is, you know, the, the, the vote. You know, those with more money have more power. That's authoritarianism, people. 
That's not freedom. That's not freedom at all. How is a corporation a person? You know, I can't walk up to them and, you know, pinch their cheek and look them in the eye. You know, that's not a person. That's a legal entity. And legal entities should not have the right to sway votes, to push their rhetoric on the people towards authoritarianism, which is quite obviously where we're going to today. This is what happens when you let the system run amok. And you feel like there's nothing you can do, right? What can you do, right? Throw your arms back, shrug. I get you. I thought that my whole life until I realized that's exactly what you can do. Nothing. Do nothing. That's all I'm asking. Do nothing. Stop supporting the system. Nothing you can do if everyone did nothing? Well, guess what? At least you'd be doing something by doing nothing. Together. But the whole generation has to support it. And the youth need to be ones to carry it out because the old people definitely won't. Because the old people, they just love all this money they got for themselves. Buying in the system as hard as they could for their entire lives. And all the people in the middle are kind of hooked on the same idea. So, there you go. This is why it needs to be the youth. The people in your 20s, I would hope at least, definitely people in the teens, and for sure people who are younger than them, would want to change this world before it goes into just complete chaos mode. But they're not even aware of what's going on. I mean, you know, what 10-year-old reads the news? Probably very few. But they should. You know, what 16-year-old reads the news? Or an 18-year-old? You know when I started reading the news, people? Probably 16. 17, 18. You know, the older I got, the more I read it. The more I want to know why it is the world's so fucked up. You know, if everyone did that, and talk about the youth finally leading this world into a better tomorrow. You know, I'm what was like the point zero zero one percent of people who actually cared about knowing what's going on when I was a kid. Like, no one cared. They're like, whatever, I'm going to go do this. You know, I'm going to play sports or you know, play with my friends or do this or do that, right? No one cares about what's going on. But if everyone started caring about what's going on, reading history, you know, when looking at the facts, you know, like, who starts all the world wars? You know, the 1%, the governments, not the people. It's never the people. People just pay the price. You know, both in their sons going overseas and dying and, you know, all the bombs that are dropped on them in the civilian world. You know, in, in order to end war, you have to do it at the level of the people taking the power back. Because if you change things here in America, you know, America needs to be an example, of course, but you're never going to change things overseas until the actual people, the youth of those countries overseas, decide to do the same. You'll be the example here in America, and hopefully somewhere else in a country far, far away, which seems really close online, you know, they'll do the same. Like Hong Kong. Hey, Hong Kong, thumbs up. Good idea. You'll do it a little different. A little twist, and I think you got it right. You know, Hong Kong should be the middle ground between you know, mainland China and the other province that China says is part of their country, Taiwan. Okay, well, let Taiwan be the middle ground. If they don't like it, then, you know, when the whole world only buys things through Hong Kong, not through mainland China, well, maybe they'll have to start dealing with it. If the world demanded 
that change that Hong Kong was the middle ground between those two societies to finally bury the hatchet on all this bullshit, then hey, you know, maybe things would change. You know, start supporting Hong Kong. You know, Hong Kong, do things a little differently. Especially the youth. I love how the youth are finally standing up there for their rights. And they're, they're doing quite a, good, a lot of good things, but at the same time, it's like, you gotta use symbology, like wearing a green jumpsuit all the time. You know, just waiting out society, not participating in it. You know, making it hard on everyone to deal with you. you know, the whole point of your know, public, the public uh, standing up for their rights is to make things uncomfortable to those who don't seem to give a crap. You know, that's like the whole point. If you're not making things uncomfortable for everyone else, then you're not doing your job. You know, that's the whole point. That's why I can never stand, like, oh, these kids should have, you know, not protested on the weekdays because it, it ruined commerce for the day. It's like they should be protesting every day of the week and ruining all your commerce every day if they want to make real change. Especially on Black Friday every year. Hey, kids, Black Friday? Protest it out. Go in groups of three. Hold up traffic. Record what you're doing. You know, then leave. Do it somewhere else. Another group comes in, does the same thing. You know, fill up the court system. Demand justice. You know, no more plea deals. First, a trial by judge and a trial by jury. Because you'll prove that your public defender didn't do their job and give you a, a juiced up, you know, O.J. Simpson style trial. Right? Demand real change. And that's part of it. It sucks you gotta go to prison to deal with it, but hey, the only way you're gonna get people to finally speak up for their rights is to get the prisons to change. Because when a protester goes to protester prison, and a murderer goes to murderer prison, and a rapist goes to rapist prison, and a, a drug addict goes to rehab, you know, then you can finally you know, thaw out this chilling of people not standing up for their rights because everyone's afraid of going to prison because they institute cruel and unusual punishment there on a daily basis and warehouse people like you know, rats in a cage with no transparency. It's the most unsafe place you can be in America even though you're under the control of the authority. It should be the safest place. You'll demand a more Norwegian style of rehabilitation. Rehabilitation! You know, there's a word that you need to use in conjunction with prison. And make it work. Demand it that it happens by being going in there, and then when you come out, you know, giving sworn testimony what it's like when you're in there. You know, telling people the kind of people you had to hang out with as a protester, or someone who did a nonviolent crime. You know, what's the, you know, how many murderers and rapists were you hanging out with that could have murdered or raped you at any time, right? No transparency. How many, how many prison guards? came and went? How often were they there? What did they do or not do? You know, keep a record. You know, your sworn testimony and testimony of someone else, and someone else, and someone else, and someone else, and someone else, it'll finally have weight. Because nowadays, the testimony of someone who goes to prison has zero weight in the eyes of the law. And this is how they get away with it. But, you know, real people going in there who aren't, you know, criminals that are doing offensive things, 
who want real change to reform the prison industries, to make it a place where you get rehabilitation instead of cruel and unusual punishment, if everyone came together and had sworn testimony as a group, well then it would have weight that those people in charge are doing nothing, nothing to solve these problems. Except, you know, throwing endless money at it for the prison industrial complex, for the super rich to get super richer. I mean, how many billions do these prison industrial complex people need? I don't get it. You're not happy with how much money and you still want more. I don't get it. it. Makes no sense to me, other than humanity just has this mindset of endless greed. Endless, absolutely endless. Has endless depths. Your endless money and endless power corrupts endlessly. And that's true. This is why, again, you're half the problem because you still want to be like them. You still aspire to have the same success that those on the top have. Now, who doesn't want to be a billionaire, right? Everyone raise their hand. I want to be a billionaire. Because you know, billions is where it's at. I mean, million dollars doesn't mean anything anymore, apparently, with all the inflation they've created. You know, the invisible tax. But that's not the solution. The solution is not wanting to be a billionaire. Not even wanting to be a millionaire. And the solution really is to have enough money, in today's terms of, of money, to get by. It's all you need. Just enough to get by. And week by week, day by day. It's all you need, because that's the world we live in anyways, right? Well, if we demanded it was like that, by living it, then we can demand it from those on the top as well, by our leadership. And if they don't do it, vote them out. If they don't do it, stop voting every day with your dollars by giving them endless amounts of it. Right? Every day you go out to the store, you vote with your dollars. But let's just be honest, there's no transparency. When you buy one of five items, you don't know if it's destroying the planet or helping the planet. You don't know if it's you're using up endless water or if it's not. You don't know, you know anything behind that company's dealings when you buy those things. Well, that's one of the first things you, sh you should demand is transparency on all the products you buy. You'll come up with a list of everything we should have that's transparent for people to decide things. Then make it so. Even if it's like something you have to scan, like one of those little square things. And you scan that, look on your phone, yep, this, co this company's garbage doesn't align with my definitions of how I want society to be. Because you, you can have it so, you know, the company does one thing, they can do whatever they want, right? They have their metrics, and you have yours. If it doesn't line up, don't buy their stuff. If it does line up, even if it's not as good, buy their stuff. Because eventually, you know, the companies are doing the right thing. You know, they'll get the support, they'll get the money, you know, and then eventually, the ones that are doing the wrong thing will either have to change how they are, or go out of business. You know, now the invisible hand of the market will have a mind to it. So you can have decision making. You know, and, and the invisible hand of the market, you know, believe it or not, you know, it's completely chained down. It has no freedom at all. It's all just ungopolies everywhere. You know, legal entities owning everything. Owning all the copyright and patent ideas of all of humanity under the thumb of the rich and powerful. They didn't come with those ideas. Their employees did. You know, some administrators, they just own everything. 
because they pay you a few dollars for your time and they own it. It's theirs because that's the law that they've made for themselves to do that. Well, you need to change that dynamic. There's so many things you can do to change dynamics of the way the world is. There's so many people. If you don't do anything, nothing will change. It's up to you to make the change, people. You can talk to your blue in the face, but until you change the way you live your life, until you change the way you think and define success, things will never change. Because you can't force it to change. You know, protesting and holding up signs, it can only do so much. You're just waiting for the media to come around and take a picture of you, right? Well, if we all get together and hold up signs, the media will come by and take a picture, then it'll be public discourse and we'll get press and things will change and that's how it works. You know, the media is owned by the 1% people, just FYI. Ever since Rupert Murdoch came in there and broke up, you know, the voice of the people and made it illegitimate to the point where you have fake news nowadays and just nothing but endless money interest. Yeah, the media doesn't do that anymore. You know, that's an outdated system to change the system. You know, pro protesting in groups and having you know, rubber bullets shot at you or you know, weapons of mass destruction in the form of tear gas thrown at you or jackboot in the face or hit with a club thrown in jail, that won't change anything. That just makes you a target. That's all it does. You want to change things? Live your life a different way. Wear a green jumpsuit. Put patches on that say what you stand for. Go out with your friends, group of people, videotape one another. That way when someone does treat you like shit, well, here we go. My friends videotaped it, now there's transparency of it. You'll build a transparency system. You know, from the ground up, by, being prote by protesting with transparency. You know, in your everyday life. You know, not by you know, shoving signs in people's faces and yelling at them, but by Saying, hey, how can I help you today, sir or ma'am? What can I do to empower a new system and depower an old one? What services do you need done at your house? Oh, do you need daycare or you know, grandparent care? Or, you know, come along and you know, fix things, mow the lawn, wash the windows. Anything you can do can help change the system, people. You know, don't expect to get paid. Just have someone give their name, location, date, and testimony that you came and helped them. That's all you want. And hopefully when the new system hits, you know, you'll be able to upload that and then you know, those people will come along and be like, hey, I, I'm verifying that because that actually happened. You know, invest in the future of tomorrow. You know, it sucks that you're not going to get an immediate payback because that's how the world is today. Quid, quo, quid pro quo, that's how it goes. And it sucks, but you know, if you want to change the world to the one we want, that's what you're going to have to do. Because it's the only thing that I can think of doing it. Unless someone's got a better idea, you know, you know, this is it. You know, this is my idea. It's whole and complete. You know, it's closed loop. It exponentially helps each other. You know, it forces things to change instead of waiting things for change because, you know, those in power never do anything that we say. No, it forces it because you live your life a different way. You know, everyone can see it. And everyone's going to have to deal with it that doesn't care. And when they arrest you, okay, well, judge by trial by judge, trial by jury, and now everyone will have to come and be a juror. And you can demand that 
I want a random jury. I want an accurate you know, party of my peers you know, to listen to what I have to say. Not just the, le the legal rhetoric mumbo jumbo, blah, 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 but you know, why I do what I do, why I protest change, why I think these laws are just erroneous and bullshit. You know, your voice should be able to be heard. You know, why do you, did you do the things you did? Well, what's the reason behind it? Not just the rhetoric of was it legal or not. Yeah, we know things are illegal. But a lot of things that are illegal, quite honestly, should be legal. Like I always like to bring up this example. You know, being naked. Most natural thing in the world. You're born naked. Every animal on the planet is naked. But apparently you can't be naked. You know, but that's illegal. Well, the morality police have said it's so. And you can go to jail for it. Just like you can go to jail for you know, freely expressing your desire to live like your, your entire ancestral history of all humanity by smoking pot or doing a mushroom or eating peyote or doing athawaska or you know, chewing a coca leaf. You know, they've only been illegal 100 years, people. All of it. Until then, it was been, it's been legal since mm, eternity. You know, with the morality police and those who say so, that it's illegal, you know, they get their way. You know, they make it into law. And you need to question the law. Guess what, jurors? You can question the validity of the laws too, as well. Because if you don't like the law, you can say, hey, you know, I'm on the side with this person because I question the law. Even though it's illegal, I question the law. And you can do that. Don't let them tell you otherwise. If you don't like the law, you're the juror. You can do whatever you want. For whatever reason you don't like, you can say, hey, I'm on this person's side because they're questioning the authority. If they don't like it, they're going to be like, well, you can sit there and think about it some more. And you come back, we're still hung jury. Well, you can sit there and think about it some more. Okay, well, I'm getting paid. I don't care. You know, I'm getting you know, less than minimum wage, most likely. So what? Sitting there month after month if you have to, right? Who cares? You know, in the world that changes, it's more to life than you're know, going out there and stressing about making more money. It's about the right thing. It's about freedom and liberty and justice for all. Not just those with the rhetoric who've been running the system all this time, but for everyone else. You know, and that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of losing that grip of the establishment and what they've built up for the last 100 plus years, especially since 1980. When they really, you know, put their iron grip on control. Because they're afraid of losing it. This is why they fight immigration every step of the way. And really, we should be encouraging immigration because that's how societies get to know each other. And if you can't go over there and do it, bring them here. Right? How do you show the world that America is amazing? Bring them in here. Let them live it. Let them see it. You know, let them go back to the country and say, hey, America's not that bad. Pretty cool place. And bring in more people. You know, keep switching them out until things change. The more immigration, the better, I say. So long as it's sustainable. You know, people just cut me off right before I said that. And try to take me out of context. It's all about sustainability, people. You know, it's the key word. Without sustainability, it's just going to be... Nothing but chaos. You bring in the people, you make America amazing, guess what? 
You have overcapacity now because you built a sustainable country that works for everyone. You know that in in a country where people's definition of success isn't as high as it is today, you know it's made to be sustainable. And guess what? Now you can bring in more people to do the same, to exponentially increase it for everyone. And eventually, eventually, things would get better. You go back to 1980s, and then boom, by by you know four or five years it'll be. 20, 2,000, and zero, zero. I mean, 2,000 in three years. And as far as technology and how the standards of living, right? You, you, the standards of living would slowly start rising. Then in five or 10 years, we'd be right back to where we are, I would hope, if not further. You go back and you depower the system, then you empower it in a new way, and then you'll live your life better than it is today eventually. That's what I'm saying. It's like an investment in the future. And you still got to take care of you know the old people because you know they're the ones who be losing out on the system because you know their retirement and their pensions and their Roth IRAs and their stocks you know it's all just gonna go pff, worthless because that's what it should do because it's a broken system you know they shouldn't benefit from a broken system by passing off endless by allowing those in charge to pass off endless debt to the next generation but at the same time you can't just you know not help them. Because they'll fight you tooth and nail all along the way. You know, go help them. You know, make the world a better day. You got an Ellsbury going on to sit in your tent and knowing what's going on, then hey, go clean Granny's garage or clean up her house or, you know, whatever. You know, make their lives easier. You know, there's a different way of doing things. And I know it's tough because it's hard to trust people. Right? I just, I just talked to my, my girl today. She lets someone borrow their phone, her phone, to make a call, and then she's walking away. She steals her credit card out of her, out of her phone, because she has her cards in there too. And it's like, what the heck? You try to trust people. This is what they do. Well, don't give people the ability to screw you. To put your phone on a chain, right? But you know, open up your phone, put it on speakerphone. Here you go. Start talking. Dial the number for them. You're still helping them out, but. You're not giving them carte blanche, you know, access to everything. You know, be helpful, but, you know, keep a wary eye, right? You know, as you build up trust, and hey, now you'll have actual friends in real life, in your local community, that you actually know in your social accounts. You know, your circle of friends that you can actually trust. Okay, and that circle of friends that you can actually trust, not just a bunch of people you don't really know, a circle of friends you actually trust? Well, now they have their circle of friends that they actually trust, that they actually know. And guess what? Now you can meet a stranger who's a friend of a friend, a friend that you trust and a friend that they trust. And that should be good enough to start building a relationship with that person. And eventually, I would hope, over time, you know, they enter your circle of friends that you can trust. You know, circle of friends is part of it too. I, know, I don't talk about it a lot. I've talked about it in the past, maybe written it down, but circling of friends, you know, through the network system, you know, maybe limiting it to like 100 or so, so people don't go crazy like they do on Facebook with all their followers. You know, that's important because it builds trust locally that you can network people you actually know. And through them, you, know, you have a friend of a friend. For every 100 people you have, now you have... You know, theoretically, 10,000 people you know as a friend of a friend. 
Then you do it again, it's like, okay, now I know over a million people. Who's a friend of a friend of a friend? You know, two steps away. Each time you take a step away, you've exponentially increased the number of people you know, right? And if you kind of worry about, you know, that, you know, second ring or third ring of people, you know, maybe you should ask that person, you know, how much do you really trust that person who, who knows someone else? You know, ask them people. You know, how much do you trust that person I'm linking with here? And eventually over time, once, you know, the world does kind of iron out all these problems and we have transparency, well then, maybe the, the friend circle ring could expand a little bit, right? Let's not, get not, let's not get crazy, but, you know, maybe you can expand it a little bit. You know, keep it to the people you actually know, right? You know, that creates problems when you're going overseas, right? But get to know someone overseas before you go there. You know, different countries, different ways of doing things, different people. You have to build up a whole different group of people that you can know. It sucks, but hey, it's way better in the world we have today, ruled by money. People just come in with their money and do whatever they want. You know, you'll never get rid of the trolls until you do these things. You'll never bring truth to the internet and the networking of humanity until you do these things. It is not possible until this is done. There's so many things that need to be done, it's mind-boggling. You know, and if you listen to everything I say, you know, write them all down because, you know, sometimes I might just go over something once or twice because it doesn't register in my mind as prevalently as all the other problems that we need to deal with. But yeah, they're all part of it. Right? Like the whole ver coin verification thing. Like I, mean, I might have mentioned this once, but you know, coin verification has many different uses. And I might have not mentioned it much, but, you know, the verification codes that you get when you do these things. So you have something to refer to anonymously, to look up online. You know, and other things that I've said as well. You know, because who knows what the future has for me, right? You know, maybe people listen to me, maybe they won't. Maybe people will hate everything I say. Maybe it'll help change things, maybe it won't. But I may not be here forever. You know, I can't sit there and see things when you know, things transpire, you know what I'm saying? You know, life is what it is. We're only here for a short period of time. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? I could die of a heart attack. You know, someone could take me out. That's life. You know, I realize I'm opening myself up to that, but... You know, if I don't do it, then who will? Who else has had these ideas that I've had? I just have them store weight in my head. And I sit there and I think about it all the time. It's like, man, we could fix these if we did this. We could fix this if we did that. You know, and then no one else really thinks of it. You know, in a full, complete, cohesive manner. Whereas I have. You know, I, I strive day in, day out to chop down these logs that, to, to make our way through this forest of trees that is this complete mess that humanity is finding itself in. You know, there's a different way. And, you know, I'm putting it out there. You know, it's to my own detriment, quite frankly, because I'm a private person. I don't want to be famous. You know, I'm willing to, to do what needs to be done. I'm willing to be famous if I have to, right? Not really my thing, but I'm willing to do it. You know, if it helps solve the problem. 
It helps save the whales. It helps you know, keep polar bears from drowning while they're looking for food to survive. It helps solve all these issues that have been vexing humanity for a long, long, long time. You know, and some people just hate me for it. Because quite, quite frankly, everything I say pisses literally everyone off to some degree. But the reason it does is because there's no balance. I'm all about balance, people. I'm all about the middle ground. But some people don't want middle ground. Some people are all just for extremism. Especially on the right, with the religious rhetoric calling for theocracy today. And their money, and their guns, and their nukes, and their racism. You know, all behind it. And the wars in the Middle East. Hey. It's fact. These are facts. This is a conspiracy stuff. Nuclear bombs exist. Hypersonic missiles, right around the corner. AI, right around the corner. The war with Iran, right around the corner. Endless wars in the Middle East, made by America. You know, who, who runs these governments that create these wars? Well, there you go. You know, the only way to change America is for Americans to change themselves. You know, you got to work from within. Live your life a different way. You know, the next generation needs to stand up. The youth, the women, the women need to stand up. Because if women all made that pledge, then all the men of their generation had to deal with that, then they kind of saw where they were coming from because of the logic behind it, they would support it. Guarantee you. At least most of them would, I would think. Hey, guess what, man? You don't need to own someone to be in love with them. Not at all. You know, accept that and move on. Support women. Women, take the power back. For the first time. Like ever, quite frankly. If you do it here, you can do it anywhere. It cuts through all nations. It cuts through all rhetoric. It cuts through all religions. It cuts through all social economic backgrounds. You know, women being in charge... It's the number one enslavement that's been going on in humanity forever. And it's the one that props up the system that allows all the other ones to go on as well. Now, if women stood in solidarity with each other against the rhetoric of division of the men, the women would change the world because they can at least stand together. I would say at least 80 plus percent of them would stand together, at least. They all get together to have have their online talk, transparency. You know, they know they're not being hamstrung by trolling men, right? You come to a consensus and you all stand firm. And this is what's going to happen. Like nuclear bombs, I think it'd be pretty easy for women to decide to get rid of nuclear bombs. Hell, I think most men would want to get rid of nuclear bombs. Hypersonic missiles, nothing but disaster. And if you're not aware of hypersonic missiles and AI and nuclear bombs and where it's going to go, yeah, you should be, because it's a scary, scary future. One in which, you know, just some lines of code in AI's brain can blow us all up. Because they're the ones going to be controlling those hypersonic missiles, not the people, not the president. It's all going to be online with the, the AI running the show. It's basically a child. You know, AI, as smart as it's going to be, is like a child. It doesn't know any better. It only knows how to do what it does because those on the top in charge tell it what to do and how to think 
and what the priorities are. It doesn't know that it's supposed to be there as a tool for every person, not as a control authority machine for the 1%. You know, it doesn't know that because that's how it's programmed. And in a world where a system like that is preventing nuclear holocaust, hypersonic missiles with AI, and nuclear bombs, I mean, that's a, that's a recipe for disaster, people. You know, either the coding's wrong, some algorithm or statistical information in it's wrong, especially that. All these people who make algorithms don't base any of it on stats. It's a bunch of bullshit. And it's going to be wrong, or it's going to be something that it's not aware of, and it's going to blow us all up. Hypersonic missiles are not the solution, people. You know what the solution to hypersonic missiles are? Not more hypersonic missiles are going to blow us all up. You know, the endless posturing rhetoric of war, mutually assured destruction bullshit. You know, it's lasers. Lasers, people. You know, it sounds crazy, but I've tried to figure out every solution possible. But lasers, you can't shoot them over the horizon. They're self-defense only. You know, there cannot be posturing of endless war with lasers. Laser defense grid solves that problem. You can't say, hey, well, America's pointing lasers at us. Well, we're not. You can't shoot a laser over the horizon. And it gives up the justification that, you know, other countries can continue, you know, spouting out about how America is threatening them with war. Because we're not. We're going to get rid of the nukes. We're going to get rid of hypersonic missiles. We're going to use AI responsibility, the hands of the people instead of the hands of the 1%. I'm going to create laser defense grids that use clean, free nuclear energy or whatever energy that is clean and, you know, environmentally friendly and sustainable. I say nuclear, but, you know, whatever. You know, green power all the way. I'm for it. Hell, I'm even for, you know, coal. Go for it. As long as there's no pollution. If you can stick it back in the ground, hey, we have endless amounts of coal, people. Endless. Endless. You know, same thing with the hydrocarbons. You want to frack? Frack. No methane, no carbon. No carbon pollution. Zero. You put it in the ground, I'm all fine with it. But if you can't do that, then hey, I don't want to hear your blah blah rhetoric about I'm destroying jobs. I've given you an option. Put the carbon in the ground. You make all the coal power plants you want. You know, it's not really a solution in my opinion, because, you know, solar is becoming cheaper than coal. So if it's not there already, but you know, if you want to push that rhetoric, I say, you know, put all the carbon in the ground. Figure out some way to sequester it and trap it. If you can't do that, it needs to go away. And personally, I think nuclear energy is the way to go. And it doesn't have to be forever. You know, send that nuclear energy out into space once you're done. Once it solves the problem. Once the silver bullet's been shot and fixes the problem, you replace it with solar and wind and hydro and wave energy and you know whatever you know technologies you finally come up with that they're researching nowadays but haven't quite fully finished right they're always like oh we're on the breakthrough we're on the breakthrough well when's that breakthrough going to happen like read about this thorium stuff and these these you know, molten salts it's like well where is it you know it's not here right now you know what is here right now you know the normal nuclear energy you know and it gives a reason to get rid of Nuclear bombs. You know, it's a two-fold system. This is why I really push for it. One, it gets rid of nuclear bombs. Two, it creates so much, so much overcapacity immediately. 
that. You, know, you can't run the rhetoric anymore of, a, oh, we're going to build out. And then every time you build out more energy, it just gets gobbled up again, right? This is what goes on. You put endless solar panels down, endless wind down. You know, no matter what kind of energy you produce, the more capacity you make, the more the system sucks it up. And it, it never solves the problem. You have to make so much overcapacity that they can't suck it up no more. They can't make it go away. And the only way to do that is nuclear. And quite frankly, people, we have so much nuclear energy, it could power this country, if not the world, for a good hundred years or more without even batting an eye. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but you know, with that and you know, the post you know, nuclear fuel rod, I think they call it wave, wave nuclear technology, whatever. It uses low-grade stuff. I mean, it just goes on and on. The new ways in which you can do things. You make them foolproof though, right? Make them so they're unhackable. You know, an internal internet of sorts. You know, not external. You know, make sure, you, you know, someone has to stand there and push a button or pull a lever. You know, as a final check and balance. But yeah, you can design that. You know how I know that, people? We've been running nuclear energy around on submarines, nuclear, nuclear-powered aircraft carriers for decades and decades. Hell, they even have Russia's got a nuclear-powered icebreaker they're putting out there. Hey, do that. You'll put nuclear on boats. Let's solve this energy crisis right now. At least until we get a worldwide energy grid. You know, how long is it going to take to make a worldwide energy grid? Probably good. At least five years, if we, if we worked really hard. Probably 10 or more. That's if everyone comes together. But until then, hey, maybe you're gonna have to have ships that have clean, free nuclear energy. You know, have the personnel there, there to secure it so you know, it doesn't get used for nefarious reasons, but eventually I say, you know, this stuff should just be centralized in one spot. Like one in America, one in Russia, one in China. You know, make, make it secure, hook it up around the world. And slowly over time, you replace it with clean energy. It doesn't have the possibility of creating a nuclear radioactive disaster. Because let's just face it, I mean, that's a horrible thing. And eventually, over time, since these, these plants are designed to take the old system out and put a new system in, you replace it with geothermal or clean nuclear energy it isn't radioactive when we finally 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 have these breakthroughs they've been talking about for the last you know 20 plus years you know put that nuclear energy out in space nuclear energy can be as radioactive as you want in space it doesn't matter it just blows away gone eventually you're using that for the next space race we have so much nuclear energy if you don't use the power of America you can use that for the next space race, people. Have a virtual telescope the size of the solar system. Start sending out probes to different planets on different stars. You know, do it now. You know, that way, you know, in 20 years or more, we'll know what's going on in the universe. Heck, we might even make first contact. Wouldn't that be amazing? Heck, we might even be able to use the ships sitting in Area 51 to have ridiculous capabilities. You want to talk about how fast we can get to Star Trek world, where there it is. But, you know, it's all a matter of, are those who own all that, you know, the 1% and the money, willing to part with it? Or better yet, 
are those the people who built all that, who actually came up with the ideas and problem solving, you know, finally going to break their ridiculous contracts of silence? You know, be a whistleblower. You know, don't, don't do it through, you know, normal means, just put it out on the internet. This is the truth. Here it is. You know, plain and simple. You know, just distribute, distribute it a hundred times. You know, make sure the internet knows. And if everyone did that, well, hell, talk about redacting the truth. No, talk about unredacting the truth. Sorry. And that's what we need. We need truth in this country. We have none of it. There is no truth. You know, today, the truth is what those in power says it is. Now, when will the truth really be the truth? You know, when you, when you decide to demand it, people, that's the only time it will happen. When you demand it and the world starts changing, then hey, maybe other people will wake up. Be like, hey, maybe I should change how I think as well, even though I'm on the inside. Right? Not everyone on the inside is bad. There are a lot of good people who are running the system. There are a lot of good people running the system. You know, as much as I like to complain about the system, and I'll go on record that there's a lot of good people running the system. But you're running a system that's at its core, kind of flawed. You know, it's an outdated system, is basically what I'm saying. You know, when people start realizing that and the change happens, then hey, you know, maybe you need to step up and, you know, take a risk in your life and your standard of living and, you know, and tell the truth. You know, help, help the world along this path of change we need to have. And it's been a long time coming, people. A long time coming. You know, something that we should have been doing slowly over the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. But it hasn't happened that way. It's just been this pull to the right as far as they can go and a pull to the left. You know, in reaction to it, mostly. I mean, should you drop out and you know, change the world, quote-unquote, and be that naive? Hey, kids, I'm not asking for your whole life. I mean, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. What can I say? You know, we tried, we came, we failed. But we could. We could, just possibly. Because I like to believe anything's possible. We could come. We could try. And we could succeed. And we could have a happy ending. It wouldn't it be nice to have a happy ending? And the women being the ones to lead us there. And the youth being the ones to lead us there. Because they can see the future. And they're the ones that have to deal with it the most. You want to take an investment in your future kids. Don't expect to, endless, to earn endless amounts of money and save it up for retirement. So you can be on the inside of that economic and environmental apartheid they're creating. You know, that's just a recipe for disaster. That's just you supporting the whole, the whole thing happening in the first place. You know, stop it before it happens. You know, cut it off before it's too late. There's still time to change things, people. They were always like, well, we can't do it. We can't change things. And it's like, no, you can change things. There is time. Like nuclear energy, people, if you built, what is it? 
I don't know, 100 plants that had 1.21 gigawatts of power? Well, talk about starting to change the world. Or even more. Just year after year, rubber stamping the same plant. You know, cranking them out like the cars. Putting them all in the same spot. You know, allocate like a couple hundred square miles for just that. And now you don't have to worry about doing it everywhere. You know, make it make it a national park, right? You know, I, I say somewhere between, you know, the Mississippi and and Yellowstone because Yellowstone's got endless geothermal. Put it there. You know, it may suck that you know you're using a national park for these reasons, but hey, it doesn't have to be there forever, people. It doesn't have to be there forever. And quite frankly, you know, if you do it right, there's no reason you can't have a concentration, you know, place where you know energy is made for all of America and the world. And be environmentally friendly. There's no reason you can't. And putting it all in one spot lets it be 100% secure. You know, that's the reason for it. You know, because there is a security issue when it comes around these things because you do not want radiation to just go everywhere. You need to be responsible with this stuff and it needs to be 100% secure. You know what I'm saying? You know, but the president has that power. How does he have the power to do that? You know, laser defense grid. It's the only defense against hypersonic missiles that are coming. Okay, well, the only defense is laser defense grid. Okay, well, now we need endless amounts of energy to power those lasers. You know, now we can make nuclear power plants with government military expenditures. You know, 3D printing of drones. Okay, now we're not 3D printing drones to defend America. Now we can 3D print the drones that we need to help solve America's problems when it comes to all these cars and all this infrastructure. You know, spending money on fixing all these roads that can't be fixed because there's so many problems. It's so dilapidated. They waited so long to do anything. Don't even do it. Let's just make highways in the sky. You fly over electrical pole, you get a zap and it helps power your drone a little longer. You get another zap, powers your drone a little longer. All you gotta do is Stick wires on the electrical poles and make them so that they can, you know, zap the drone as it flies by. You know, put recharging stations everywhere. You know, we can charge it at every, anyone's house that has a place to land. You know, I mean, there's so many ways of doing things, people. There's not just one way you have to do things. But no one wants to think big. Like replacing cars with drones by, you know, 10 years from now, I think it's doable. You know, especially in a world where, you know, people are sick and tired of the way the system's going and cars are just this throwaway economy that's just polluting the planet. You know, you gain so much efficiency by getting rid of these roads. You know, you gain environmental impact as well. And the urban sprawl. You know, make megacities. And then get rid of all the houses and the endless roads that that cut up all of nature, that destroy the planet. You want to talk about biodiversity problems? Well, there it is. Fly over to the East Coast or the West Coast or all the other cities of America and be like, hey, you know, this is why, you know, the environment, you know, on the land at least, is, is completely being killed off. It's a large part of it. There's humans everywhere. And it's not just the humans, it's everything we build. We don't live with nature. We're not, you know, camping in the woods, houses, cars, buildings, you, know, you name it, endless infrastructure, just sprawled everywhere. 
You know, that's a problem. Big problem. You know, but that's a completely different way of doing things. You know, how do you make it so that drones are everywhere for everyone? Hey, I know it's a hard sell, but, you know, with, you know, getting rid of copyright and patent, uh, patents that hold down human thought and bringing the best ideas together now and getting everyone's ideas out there, well, now you can have great ideas coming together to make the most efficient models. And while we're not using these, you know, 3D printing machines to 3D print weapons of war, you know, we, we keep the, we keep the integral parts that, you know, would, we would need to build these weapons of war, right? But while we're not building these weapons of war, we can build things for society, make them dual purpose. You know, instead of spending nearly a trillion dollars on things that are used exclusively to kill everyone around the world, we could instead have the capacity to do that with our 3D printing technology, and instead, all that time, build things for society as a whole to be better off. And wouldn't it be nice to just, you know, see in your pod and a drone comes along and, you know, attaches to your pod and flies you away, you know, to an area where you can drive and your pod drops down onto some wheels. And then now you can drive away on your pod connected to the wheels and the drone flies off and picks up someone else. You know, but that's too big a thinking for people. Like, oh, why don't we think of that? Yeah, I don't know. Why didn't people think of that? Because no one wants to work in a network sustainable society where it's efficient for everyone. Right? That's, that's socialism, right? That's, that's totally against capitalism. I get it. You know what I'm saying? You can have a synergy between them all. You don't have to have just capitalism, which quite, quite frankly, I, everyone's got to admit is quite flawed. We can have a combination of all these things. You know, allocation of resources can be for the social good. You know, allocation resources can have, you know, the ability to have a system where if people do more, you get more. If people do less, you get less. You know, I've mentioned it before. You know, and now with a network society, you got your top 10 list of things you want to happen in life. You know, both on, you know, the environmental damage scale and the, the human effort scale. You know, people come around and fulfill those things. And a society, if we all know we need to build, you know, 5,000 toasters or 100,000 washing machines or whatever, then once we reach a certain limit, then boom, you open up the production lines and we start printing, 3D printing these things. You know, make it efficient. You know, if everyone's priority is, you know, 3D printed drones that get rid of cars, then heck, you know, talk about success. We can all start building these things. If everyone's priority is cleaning up the environment by making, you know, clean, clean, free nuclear energy, then hey, you know, talk about a better day. If everyone's priority is to get rid of nuclear bombs, is building a laser defense grid to justify clean, free nuclear energy, to justify getting rid of nuclear bombs, because now we can do it safely. Because even if someone did fire them at us, we can shoot them out of the sky with a laser, then hey, you know, welcome to a brand new day. In any country that wants to participate, here you go, here's some, here's some laser defense grid technology, networking system, 3D printed, 3D printing machines to create your 3D printed drones for society, you know, the network to know what the will of the people is, to bring them together. I mean, we could like mass produce just the way of doing things. And all these countries that they have endless amounts of corruption. And if they want to do it, that's up to them.
You know, I would think a lot of countries would want to do it, especially, you know, south of the border. You know, especially in impoverished countries around the world. Right? If the people ask for it, you know, then I say do it. Like if, you know, the people actually live in the Amazon, like the indigenous people, want real change and don't want their lands to burn down, and they all say they want our help by their tribal leaders, then we should go down and help them because they're really the people who own that land. It's not some wonk politics that got politicians got elected by extremists down at the Capitol. It's the people who live there. If the people who live there want our help, then we go help them. You know, we don't force and impose our will upon them, but hey, you know, when the people ask for it, then yeah, we'll come down there. We'll do the will of the people, but those with the rhetoric of division and hate and doing nothing will say, well, you're imposing your will upon us. Well, sorry, we're not. We'll help out the people who want their help. You may not like that, but you know, this is what's going to go on. You know, America and the, and the world needs to be responsible for these things. You know, and that's just one of, like, endless, endless things that need to be fixed. Endless. You know, not giving you a lot of opinions and, you know, directions to go with fixing these things, right? Fishermen, stop fishing for 10 years. Go clean up the plastic in the ocean. You can still be out in the water making a living, quote-unquote. Instead of putting fish in your hall, you put plastic in there. Problem solved. You still get to live your lifestyle. You still get to make a living that isn't as high a standard of living as you probably want. But it's enough to get by, right? It's all you need. Enough to get by. That's all I'm asking. You know, just like the rest of the world, I'm asking you to live with just enough to get by. And we can solve these problems. You want to have fish in the ocean for you to fish. You know, yeah, you got to bring back a sustainable environment where they can actually thrive. You know, build underwater cities that help support life in areas under the ocean that it normally can't support. And we could have endless amounts of food coming out of the sea if we built the systems for it. You know, artificial reefing? Oh my God, so much fish. We could do that all up and down the coast of all countries. You know, as long as it makes sense. But the world we have today is just, nature does what it does. We come in, we take it and rape it, and who cares what happens? You know, so what? It's all about the money, the bottom line. And that's the problem. It's more than just the bottom line, the money, people. If you're not waking up to this, you should be. This is where capitalism fails. It's all about the bottom line money thing. And this is why the lifeblood of the system, fiat currency, that's endlessly, endlessly devalued with quantitative easing. They just print money out of thin air. That's what it is. And they don't even print it. It's just digital. They just put it on a computer and then poof, there's a trillion dollars in their, their bank accounts they own on their spreadsheets for themselves. No, it doesn't work. It's always so easy for them to manipulate. You want to make money based on something. Make it based on the environment through a dividend for your destruction on the environment once every month or year, and then make another money system based on your transparency of your own free will of giving people your help that's verifiable through cryptocurrency technology that has a verification system that's centralized it 
you know, people can check to make sure you're on the up and up instead of trying to gain the system. And it's just a coin. It's all it is is a coin. A coin that's linked to the data that you have and someone else has. You know, if it seems fishy, then hey, you know, whoever we got that coin from, we're going to ask other people who have a copy of that coin, you know, what, what's the data that transpired? You know, can we get an upload of that data because there seems to be something fishy going on? You know, and then people can look at it. You can have people who can sit there and, you know, make a judgment call to verify whether or not someone's trying to game the system or not. And if you're caught gaming the system, you know, sucks to be you because it's going to take time to show trust again. Because yeah, you'll be labeled in you know, over time. You know, maybe you can get rid of that if you start doing the right thing. But I would think in the future where the whole world is coming together and making a change, make it better for everyone. There's no need to game the system, people. You don't need to game it. You know, I know you all want more right now, but you know, more is not the solution. Sustainability is the solution. Endless growth is not the solution. Sustainability is the solution. You know, when, you, when do you get endless stuff? When we reach out into space. When we make it so sustainable that it actually, actually, you know, quote, unquote, rises all boats when it comes to economic terms. There's a whole new way of doing things. You know, it's piecemealed here and there throughout, you know, the internet and the things I read, but, you know, I'm bringing it all together for you, people. You know, I've been thinking about this for years and years and years, and here it is. And I've been waiting for just the right time, too. You know, the technology is right on the edge of being there, but it's not there just yet, so it can't control us. It's AI's right around the corner. You know, hypersonic missiles are right around the corner. Environmental damage beyond endless belief is right around the corner. Endless immigration because of all these policies that have been enacted and screwing up the system for decades, you know, all the fallout from all that and their actions and inactions is right around the corner. You know, now's the time that humanity's gonna be finally be pressured enough to maybe take seriously someone else's idea on how to run the system. You know, if I said this 10 years ago, it wouldn't make any sense because technology just wasn't there just wasn't there. Even five years ago, quite honestly, five years ago, probably couldn't do it. Even now, it's a little, little shaky. The technology's almost there. Not quite. But when you make your phones front to end encrypted, which you're looking at doing now, well, hey, there you go. Brand new day. And once that comes out and you build the systems to make it happen, you know, make it happen. Do it. Do it. You know, take that leap of, of faith in each other. That you can support and help the people around you. And they will support and help, help you. Pull each other's bootstraps up in a transparent way. And now you'll realize, you know, now that the system's transparent, people can't be gaming it anymore. If someone tries, well, then we'll know. If someone's a troll, someone wants to be racist, now they'll be labeled as a racist. You know, if someone wants to be a racist offline and not be transparent, they can do that, but, you know, people won't want to deal with them because they're not transparent. you got to demand people are transparent in the way they do their dealings with society if you want transpa transparency to take hold. Don't, you know, do both. You're only dealing with people who are doing it a different way. Next generation. The whole generation did it, and you taught your little brothers and sisters to do the same. Like, hey, this is how we're doing it, you know, little kid. 
You'll show them how to do it. They get used to it. Eventually you become 20 or 30 and they teach their kids and they become 20 or 30. Well, guess what? You can build it from the bottom up from the youth onward. If those in the top and those in power and the old people don't want to do it, you can't force them. But I would hope and I would think, you know, people of my generation, probably people under, you know, 40 or 50, quite honestly, because even, even people 40 or 50, you know, are wide-eyed and, and idealistic enough to think change can happen. Even people in their 60s, quite honestly, the baby boomers, you know, they stood up against nuclear war. They thought things could change too. I think even some of them could want real change to happen and support the system. And man, wouldn't it be so much easier if they did? Imagine a couple billionaires just coming in. Poof, we're going to spend a couple billion dollars making the system work. Let's program this. There you go. Problem solved. Then after that, let's go to Burning Man and burn you know, tens of billions of dollars in the, in the smoke. Poof. You know, let's throw the change on the ground. You know, it starts with you, young generation. You start throwing the change on the ground, eventually the billionaires will... Burn all their money at, at Burning Man. Hopefully, over time. Because it's not about the money. It's about people. Society isn't about money. It's about society. You know, society is supposed to be there for everyone. We work together as a group, like, a, like an ant colony, right? And everyone gets a piece. Everyone does a little part. Everyone prospers. But the world we have today, because of money, you know, all it's like a little ant colony where, you know, three or four ants have everything and everyone else just does all the work. Well, we own it. It's ours. We got the money. You know, money's like a drug. Very much so. Because it feeds all the other addictions of society. Like consumerism. How do you buy all your shit? Money. You know, it feeds everything else. It's the biggest part of the problem. It's one of them, quite frankly. If you can't see that, then, you know, you need to learn a little more. If you don't agree with me on this, you need to look a little more in depth about the money system we have today and how it's been completely, completely jacked up. This is why we have all this debt. This is why the rich and powerful have everything. They've gamed the system to their advantage for so long. And this is why I agree with Trump. The system's rigged. You know, so many things he says, he's like the inside guy. I swear, he's like the devil's advocate when it comes to showing what's wrong with the system because he just lets it all be transparent like here it is this is what's wrong with the system i'm doing it you know i'm supporting it full full tilt so you can see it yeah the system's rigged you know it's been rigged ever since you know question mark silhouette persons who own the federal banking system of america which isn't federal by the way it's privately held have been running amok for what 100 years or more now 100 years or more especially since 1980. You want to go back to when America was quote-unquote great people? You go back to when it's a 20 to 1 ratio of wealth disparity. Or better yet, go back to a 16 to 1 wealth disparity. Or an 8 to 1 wealth disparity. Right? You don't want to get too small because you still want to incentivize people to do more because they get more. But, you know, how do you make America amazing? Make everyone the middle class to a certain degree. You know, people don't want to do something, you know, they get the very minimum. That's fine. Go live in the woods. We'll give you food. We'll give you heat. We'll give you energy. You know, you'll get free internet. 
communications, access to drones that'll pick you up. You can get on your Hyperloop every now and then. Yeah, but you won't get the latest, greatest things coming out. You know, that's, that's for people in society that do what they can to make society better. That's fine. That's fine. And quite frankly, that's good because, you know, there being less of a burden and a strain on the environmental systems we have today. They're helping to make the world sustainable because they're not living your life with these high levels of expectations of, you know, consumer goods. Nothing wrong with that. You know, they're trying to find themselves. You know, what, what better thing can you do, other than becoming really educated, than finding yourself? You know, become, becoming comfortable in your own skin. Being happy with the person who you are within. Instead of trying to look outwardly towards everything else in society and other people to make you happy. I see nothing wrong with it. I've done that for years. You're looking inward instead of looking outward. You know, that takes time. That takes not being stressed out by having to survive in this ridiculous society we have today. You know, it's not easy. And it should be something that's celebrated instead of shunned. You know, and that's why with the, the change in the definition of success, you also have to get rid of, you know, people putting each other down because they're not quote-unquote successful. You know, what is success? You know, I think finding yourself in, is success. I think educating yourself for the changes that are happening in the future is success. And you should be celebrated, not be a detriment. You want to go to school for learning how to fly around drones in space to make spaceships, then you know, more power to you, because that's the future. You know, but in the end, there's only one way to make success. And that's to make change happen. To actually do it. To actually decide to change your life. To step out of your comfort zone. And that's what it's going to be. I mean, you want change, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. That's like taking a plunge in the cold water. Living your everyday life in a, in a tent, someone's backyard, or, or living in an RV, or out of the back of your car, all your stuff's in your car, or, or uh, out of the back of your motorcycle, because you can go to a lot better places with them. You know, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. You, know, you and your buddies Uber in some food every now and then, right? Or someone go get food for everyone. Come back out and hike back out in the woods with your 50-pound bags of rice and beans or whatever you need to be. You know, live with as little as you can. I know it sucks and, you know, that's not what you're told to believe on the media that you should live with less, but, you know, that's what it's going to take. You know, I don't want to live with less. No one wants to live with less. Everyone wants to live with more. But in order to live in the world where we can live with more, where everyone has... You know, an equal return on their helping society out, then we have to go back to a simpler time when we lived with less. Because it's the only way to force a system to change because in order to force a system to change, you got to stop buying into it. And the only way to stop buying into it is being able to live with less. Because this is why everyone buys into it. They want more stuff. They want more comfort. They want more travel. They want more everything. You know, and that's half the problem. Like I always say, people, 
Look in the mirror. You're at least half the problem. Every single day, you know, with the choices you make, they have they have repercussions. And when you buy something, like I said, you buy something, you don't know what it does. And when it goes out there, it could be starting wars, it could be killing the planet. You don't know. That needs to change. You know, keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S. That's how you do it. Until things change, until the demands are met, you know, one right after the other, depower the system. When, when the big demands start being met and the little demands and the lesser demands start being met and then we're finally on track to fix things and hey, empower the system a little more and a little more. But in a new way. With transparency, pulling each other's bootstraps up. And compromise. Compromise, my people. Make a new word. Word. Compromisement. Because that's what government should be doing. Compromisement. That's really the one thing they don't do is compromise. Especially on the right. You know, we either can either stand divided or stand divided or we can stand united. It's up to you. But when you stand divided, you're just gonna knock each other down. When you knock them down, guess what? They're gonna get back up or someone around them is gonna knock you down. You know, one side just thinks they're going to win it all by knocking everyone down. Guess what? You're going to get a reaction. It's going to be equal and opposite, just the same. You know, that's not a recipe for succeeding in the world coming together to solve all these problems. It's a recipe for disaster. You know, because they own all the money, and they own all the laws, and the paperwork saying they own everything. You know, in the end, those people with all the money and the law, and the guns, and the rhetoric... You know, theoretically, we'll win. At least they think they will. You know, but winning a world, a world that's destroyed isn't winning much. I can tell you that. That's what you're going to win. You're going to win a world that's destroyed. Your, your way of life, democracy, freedom, liberty, you know, it'll be gone. Sure, the white male rhetoric will still rule, but, you know, is it a better world? I don't know. Don't seem like it to me. You know, not in the way it's going. If you can look in the future and see the, uh, the possibilities that are coming about today, you know, it's not looking too good, people. Not at all. The question is, where do you stand in that future of the world they want to make? If you're not like a millionaire already, you're probably not going to be on the inside of this environmental slash economic apartheid that's going to be going on. Just quite frankly. Either you're in on the in crowd or you're not. Even those in the 1%, it's not going to be in your best interest either because now you're just going to be fighting, sitting behind your wall, keeping everyone else out. You know, is that, a, is that a world you want to live in? It doesn't seem like it to me. Not a world I would want to live in, that's for sure. I'd rather get into my tent and go live in the woods. Good luck finding me. You know? Quite honestly. Even if I did have money. Like, I'm tenting. I'm out of here. This, this world's gone crazy. We, we can either go down that path, which is the path we're going down. Especially if you decide not to decide. You know, the, the default decision is that path. Or, we can take an off-ramp into a different path. You know, a very small path that I've been, you know, in my mind, 
chopping away at for years to come to some organized way of which we, the people, cannot just request change. We can make change happen, not by forcing them, but by changing ourselves. You have to make it happen, people. You need to step outside your comfort zone. You know, the youth need to stand up for reals. The women need to stand up for reals. You know, make that pledge. Drop out of school if you have to. What are they going to do? Lock everyone up? You know, come to your house and force you at gunpoint to go to school? Okay, well, they can do that today, but what about next week? Well, no, no one around. I'm going to skip school again. I'm going to go hang out with my friends and, you know, protest global climate change. What do you do? Lock all your parents up? Well, good luck on that. Locking up all of Americans, kids, parents. Hey, parents, I know it sucks, you know. I'm your age. It would suck if my kid was running around, you know, protesting climate change, skipping school for the entire year or more. You know, and the government's getting down on you, but hey, you know, that's what's going to have to take. You know, they're going to have to come after you for this and that, and then, hey, you know, first a trial by judge and a trial by jury. And, you know, question whether or not this law makes sense, especially in the world we're going in today where the kids want to make real change. Because those in charge don't listen to a damn thing anyone says. They haven't for decades. You know, at least the kids are trying. That's what I would say. At least the kids are trying. And if you had to fill up the jail cells, then fill up the jail cells. And now you could protest that as well. Yeah, I'm all for it. When you get out, hey, go live in a tent. Stop participating in society. Go join your kids in protesting change. You know, all it takes is the human mind to change. You have to understand that we live in a world that is a construct of the human mind. The whole thing, everything, especially all this law, the ridiculous law, is a construct of the human mind. We can do it a completely different way. Whatever way we want. Even if it's just one person's crazy ideas. We can do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nikola Tesla was a genius. Look at the world we live in now because of one guy. You know, look at Donald Trump. Biggest devil's advocate showing everyone what the right stands for with all his secrecy and hiding behind closed doors. You know, thank you, Mr. President. Thank you very much. Now we know. Now it's being aired out. The way the extremism on the right is pushing this country down the wrong path. Has been since the Reagan administration. And everyone knows it. Even people on the right know it. You know, except for the extremists who just constantly yell off their pulpit that's on that bandwagon. You know, do what we say or else. You know, extremism. Don't come together. You know, screw democracy and your vote actually being true. Screw the truth. You know, it's just ridiculous. I'm all for self-defense, guys. Smart guns all the way. You know, coming to middle ground on women's rights and Somewhere in the middle of it goes from being you know, a woman's body to a, a, an individual baby. Sure. You know, let, let's use technology to whittle that down. I'm on your side. But the extremism, you know, they have a zero-sum game. Zero. And in a zero-sum game, you'll never get the compromise. You'll never get you know, America coming together. Never. Because you're excluding one half of Americans from getting any sort of 
compromise in their direction of what they want. Especially women. And what happens when they do win? They stack the courts and get rid of abortion. Well, now all your sisters and mothers and daughters and you know cousins, you know, you name it, friends, getting abortion, dying in the street. You know, this is why we got rid of it in the first place, of make making it legal. So it's you know safe. You know, and I I can kind of feel where you know the bleeding hearts on the rest are coming from, the extremism, but it can't be a zero sum game. Can't be a zero sum game. Has to be a middle ground. You know, you can have your cake and eat it too. With technology, you know, implanting, you know, a sensor that realizes you're pregnant or not. Well now, now we can figure this stuff out. And I've outlined it in other things. I'm not going to go into depth, but yeah. Middle ground, that's all there is to it. You want small government. You know, I'm all for small government. You know, that works. But a small government, how do you do that? Middle ground. Government of, by, and for the people. You know, where both sides get what they want with left and right leaning versions of the law. You know, but mostly stuff in the middle. And no more trolls mucking up the system because now we have transparency. Now we have organic leadership. Now good ideas and good people rise to the top. It's just a bunch of partisanism on both sides, especially on the right, mucking everything up. Because they just pull the strings of rhetoric and hate and division. That's what they do. You know, they're reactionary. You know, and it's not going to be easy, people. It's going to be completely marred with problems because, you know, the way we have the world today, there's so many people who do, want, do not want change. They don't want it. Their way or the highway. It's the only mentality that exists in this world today. My way or the highway. Screw everyone else. That's everyone's ideology. Especially the extremists on both sides. But I'm telling you, the people in the middle who don't think like that, you know, probably the 80% on the left and the 60% on the right, you're the ones that need to come together and shake hands and come to the middle ground. Learn how to figure out some compromise. If you don't do that, we're all screwed. You know, you have only yourselves to blame. You know, and who needs to lead that? The youth. The youth. The women. Because they're the only ones that can, like, tip that domino over. Right? It's the first domino to fall. The youth and the women leading us into the next world because they actually give a shit. I know older people give a shit, but they're so comfortably numb to the ways in which they live their lives. You know, this comfort, this consumerism, this me attitude makes you not care about change for the benefit of everyone. And that's just how it is. You know, wake up, realize that you're bringing a brick in the wall when you support these things, you're help building that, up that pyramid that those on the top sit on the top of that pyramid with all their money. You look around you, the sand, the people. You know, most of the people, they're at the base of that pyramid. They're the sand. Be the sand. You know, stop supporting the pyramid you know, on the back of the dollar bill. 
Be the sand. That's where it's at. Be the sand. And that pyramid would just fade away. You can't break it down with violence because they own violence, but if you stop believing in it, it fades away. You know, siege is a tactic, people. Something that's been used a long time and it works. You don't ask me. You look at current history of you know, the enemies we fight across the oceans and the sands of the Middle East. They just wait. That's all they do. It works. Waiting works. See what happens. If you want to change the world, all you have to do is wait them out and live your life a different way. And quite honestly, I don't even think it'd take that long. You know, especially the whole world. If they want to get rid of the petro, get rid of the dollar. Stop using the dollar. When people around the world might hear this, hey, stop using the dollar. Stop using it as the world currency. Don't just go flying off to China like, oh, I gotta have Chinese currency now. No. All the currency's bad. Now, I know that it sucks that you believe in the system as it is, but it's gotta change. But at least you can help America change by not using the petrodollar anymore. You know, everyone's gonna hate me for saying that, but the petro and the dollar are so intricately linked that they call it the petrodollar. If you wanna get rid of you know, the carbon pollution and the petrol problem and them owning everything, which they literally do, then you've gotta fix the dollar situation. And I've already told you my ideas on that. You know, it's a completely different way of doing things, but at least it's based on something. It's based on the environment and the dividend and the other currencies based on the actual, you know, forthright, free giving of people. And it's in a transparent manner, which you can see every single day that someone's helped someone out, else out. And you can see whether or not they've taken from society as well. There's still a balance. It's still there. There's still, quote, unquote, some means of accounting to make sure someone's on the up and up and not gaming the system. But it's not based on nothing anymore. It's based on human effort. It's based on, you know, a confirmable cryptocurrency method that has files linked to it. You know, there's another way of doing things, people. I'm telling you. You know, stop believing in this endless drive for money. It's the lifeblood of the control system. It's the lifeblood of the control system. It's the, what makes you get up in the morning every single day and go to work. Your will is to go to work to make, what is it? Money. It's what drives humanity every single day. Money. And it shouldn't be. It should be making society good for everyone and helping everyone else out. You know, in a real manner. For real. You couldn't do this before because it didn't matter. You help someone else out. Never gets seen or heard, no one cares. But in the future, with transparency and coin verification technology, you help someone else out, and then hey, you know, it'll count. It'll make a difference. It'll matter. And people will see you do it. You can verify it, and you have a file that shows that you actually did it. You got a recording of what you did before and after when you helped someone else out, and they, they can confirm it. You have their, their statement that yes, this person came and Mowed my lawn. This is a picture before and after. Here's a date stamp with it. You know, what else do you want other than that? 
know, that's just an example, but yeah, you can do it. I believe in your world. I believe in your next generation. You can make this system happen. I'm not a programmer. I'm more of the, uh, the ideas guy, but you'll make it happen. You know, Linux and network, the next, the next age of humanity. You're worth the golden age of either on our way to a brighter, better tomorrow, we make the world amazing for everyone, all of humanity together, and we rise up together and reach for the stars together, helping each other out on national levels, America, Russia, and China working together to achieve it and the world, or it all just comes crashing down in division. You know, it's the end of an age. That's your choice. These are binary choices these days, people. You know, we're, we're either at the end of an age, and we all just have to deal with the fallout of mismanagement by everyone in charge, or we're at the beginning of a new age where we come together and work together with the management of the people directly, coming with the best solutions through one person, one vote, one voice, or giving your voice to someone, your vote to someone else and having organic leadership. You know, it's not mob's rule. And that's what they always claim. Well, we don't want mob's rule. Well, it's not. You know, it's the will of the people direct, transparent, verifiable, cryptocurrency enabled. You know, front to back data encryption of your data and your AI in your hands. It's a completely different world, people. Like AI, it's, it's a binary decision. Either they own it or you own it. It's your choice. Which is it? It's your data. You own it or they own it. Either they're transparent to you on top or you are transparent to them. You have to pull that little needle out of the haystack and see who you are. Is that the world you want to live in? They look at your porn habits. Oh, we don't like this person. They look at gay porn. So what? I could care less what the porn habits of people are, what turns them on and turns them off. There's so many different things that turn people on. Foot fetishes or, you know, people dressing a certain way. I don't know, whatever. Who cares? Who cares? That's just human sexual nature. Deal with it. But religious people are like, nope. There's only one way to have sex and it's our way. And that's a wrong way of thinking. That's a bigoted way of thinking. Sorry, but it's a fact. You know, being gay is nothing new, people. Look it up. You know, it's been around since the Roman times. Heck, even Spartans were gay. Spartans. The 300, they were all gay. Nothing new. You know, I'm not, I'm not gay, but at the same time, I feel like they should have rights. Because that's just, that's just being American, right? It's not like one or two. It's like a whole portion of the population. You know, now that it's finally becoming more acceptable, that it's an okay thing, then people are now finally being able to freely express themselves and be gay if they want. But the parents are always like, no, we don't want you to. Gotta do it our way or the highway, bigotry, sexism, racism, you know, the whole, the whole deal just goes along with it. You know, that's just one. That's just like, you know, this is where transparency brings you people. It brings you into the next world. You can get rid of all these isms, but... You can't do it 
in an echo chamber. You can't do it with one person, or even 10 people, or even 100 people. It takes an entire generation of people. It takes the entire generation of women standing up for their rights. It takes an entire generation of young men standing up for the women who are standing up for their rights. You're backing them up, letting them lead. Now, I know I ask for a lot of people. I always say this, but, you know, and I know it's impossible, but taken together, it works. We can demand change by just changing ourselves. You don't have to wait for the rich and powerful to throw, what is it, 10, 50, 100 billion, trillion dollars at it. I don't know what the number is now that they come up with for, to, for fixing the global climate change problem. You just have to live your life a different way. That's all you got to do. And when you do, you have a list of demands of changes. Until they're met, we'll just live our life a different way. We'll just wait it out and see what happens. Yeah, like I said, siege is a solution. You're doing nothing is doing something. You're changing your definition of success is success. Making a decision is a decision. Not making a decision is succumbing to the status quo. At least make a decision. Do you want change or you just want to keep going the same way? Don't just be like, oh, I'm not going to decide. No. Pick a choice because indecision is just you know, picking the, the establishment. You're making a decision when you choose to do nothing. And that's the status quo. So congratulations. By default, you've chosen the status quo and continuing down this path that we're going down today. You'll make a decision. Decide whether or not you want to make change. Yes or no. At least you will have made a decision. At least now that you've made a decision, you can either continue sticking with it or change it in the future. Making an indecision, doing nothing. No, you're just, you're like just doing nothing. I mean, you're just completely worthless in my, in my mind. Completely brainwashed by the system of not caring. Right? You totally can succumbing to their rule of rhetoric of not giving a shit about what happens. This is why they disenfranchise the youth of America and the world so much. They don't want you to care because you feel like you can do nothing. So they, that you don't make any decisions in life. But I'm telling you, you need to decide. You need to decide, people. It's decision time. You know, what's the world you want to live in? You know, 2020 onward. You know, not just because of Trump, but because of all that people on his side stand for, of doing nothing. You know, the extremism on that side. I'm not saying everyone's bad on that side. You know, I'm pro-gun people, pro-self-defense, pro-small government. But at the same time, you need middle ground. You need to put your isms aside. I'm sorry. You know, just pretend you're not racist for a little bit so your children don't grow up racist like you. Look it up in the, in the dictionary, people. Racism is bad. You know, it's so bad today that guess what? Guess what? Slavery is at an all-time high. All-time high. There's more slavery today than there was back when the slaves were in America.
to all-time high. And that's the world we live in. Is slavery good? I, mean, I think we can all agree slavery is bad, right? Well, you're supporting a world that supports slavery. This is the world that we have where those few people making all these decisions with their money and absolutely zero transparency or zero responsibility or accountability, this is where it leads to. Your isms aren't helping. You know, at least teach the next generation to get along if you can't do it yourself. And then maybe, just maybe, if we mobilize like it's World War III, because it is, it's coming up, it's a war against our own, own basic human nature of doing nothing to change anything. If we mobilize enough, maybe we can avert the disasters that are coming. And we can all agree that the disasters are coming in one form or another. Everyone just wants to you know, put their heads in the sand and you know, be completely immune to the facts. Just believe whatever the rhetoric of those who say it's not happening say. You know, look up the facts if you think you know, something sounds a little off. You know the truth. See things from the different perspective. If you're left, look at the opinions on the right. If you're right, look at the opinions on the left. You know, I read Fox News. You know, Fox News is completely on the right, but I still read them just to see where their viewpoints are. Just like, you know, the fascists on the right. I've looked online and saw what they kind of stand for. You know, because, you know, they're all a bunch of white males, like me. You know, what, what is it that they're thinking? You know, what's their viewpoint? You know, look at that, people on the left. Don't just be disgusted, but, you know, see from their, view, their point of view. You know, it's the same thing people on the right, fascist. You know, people on the left, anti-fascist, they have a lot of good points too. Fascism is bad. Look it up on the dictionary if you don't believe me. You know, what's the least American thing you could do? Be a fascist. You know, by being a fascist, you're basically nullifying everything that, you know, our soldiers, and our, our countrymen fought for in World War II. You know, just being straight up honest with you. You know, waving that Nazi flag, uh, sorry. You know, completely... The opposite of what you should be doing as an American. You know, building bridges and coming together is what America is about. Not putting up walls and pushing America apart. I'm sorry. But you want to win this, this ideology that you think is so right, but it's, it's not. No, not completely. I'm all small government. I'm all you know, pro-defending your own life and defending this country. You know, I'm, on, I'm on your side with these things. You know, this is why the left's going to hate me. You know, I get where you're coming from to a certain degree. But all the isms, racism, sexism, you know, hating people just because they want to be themselves, that's not American. Sorry. That's so un-American. You know, it's sickening to see that you're taking over the rhetoric of America and the future direction of where we're going to go. You know, there's nothing alt-right about the alt-right. It's just straight-up fascism. It's about authoritarianism. My way or the highway attitude. And it's a problem. And it's something that needs to be fixed from the people on the right. People on the left definitely want to fix it, but it'll never be fixed until the people on the right wake up to this fact and fix it themselves. Just like people on the left need to wake up to the fact that you know, Americans have the right to defend themselves. So deal with it.
you want to be part of the solution, you know, go, go learn self-defense. Go learn how to use a baton or some weapon of self-defense. Or better yet, buy a smart gun so we can end the sale of dumb guns in America and the world. And demand the companies you buy it from no longer produce dumb guns. Those are the only companies you should buy smart guns from. And if you have to make a, a startup company to compete with them, then you have to do that, I guess. But at least you're part of the conversation now, you know? And now, maybe, you can get along with people on the right. You know, and it sucks that we have to live in a world that has violence, but guess what, people? Guess what humanity's best at? Violence. Humanity's masters of war. Who's, who's the biggest master of war today? America. I mean, here you go. You know, we live in a very violent world. And to put your head in the sand about that is foolish. And naive at best. You know, and this is why I'm on the conservative side with this. But conservatives, it has to be a smart gun. We can take like every technology and stick it in the phone. We sure as heck can make every gun smart enough to only be fired by the person who owns it. Am I right? I mean, sure, it may cost a little more, but hey, so what? At least now, you know, the ability to defend yourself will be enshrined forever and ever because there'll be no excuse to get rid of them. Because when someone steals your gun or picks it up, well, guess what? Can't be fired. No one's killing themselves with guns anymore. We're killing each other with guns anymore because people who, who aren't responsible enough can't get them anymore, nor can they steal them. And over time, you lock up all the dumb guns as the smart guns get cranked out. You know, for every dumb gun that gets, for every smart gun that gets produced, take two dumb guns off the street. The more smart guns that get made, the more dumb guns get put in armories. To be sitting there ready, willing, and able to defend America should, you know, some country to decide to attack it. And guess what? That's very unlikely to happen. I can tell you that. You know, but that, that's a point of view that those on the right share and that I share and those on the left will never agree with. And it's the same thing with people on the right. You need to see things from their point of view as well if you ever want to come together. The you know, women have the right to think and be who they want to be and have actual you know, equality. You know, same thing with anyone else who has different opinions of yours of how they want to live their lives. Homosexuals, people who aren't white, people who aren't rich. You know, people aren't part of the inside club, the establishment. You know, everyone has a right to think and believe how they want to. Immigrants, you know, different religions. I mean, that's a big sticker for most people on the right, that they're really fighting, the extremists on that side. And they don't want other people's religions becoming more widely spread in this country. You know, deep down, that's part of what it is. You know, and that's not America. You know, America has a, a separation of religion and state for a reason. Because would you want to live in America that's, you know, controlled by Islamic religion? No, you wouldn't. Would you want to live in America that's controlled by a pagan religion? No, you wouldn't. Well, guess what? Everyone else doesn't want to live in a world that's controlled, that America that's controlled by a Christian religion either. Hey, that's a fact. Everyone's sick of it. Everyone. You know, religious extremism 
It has been going on for a long time, and it's still here in America. The one place, the one place where you're supposed to have freedom of religion. You know, you'll never have freedom of religion when one religion tries to take over and point their guns and their rhetoric in your face. That's a fact. You know, get over it. You know, other people want to believe differently than you, and that's okay. That's okay. Because I always like to think, you know, you may not be, you may not be wrong about your religion, you may not be right about your religion, but at the same time, you may be right as well. You're just not exclusively right. No one knows. In the physical plane, you know, we live here today, right here and now. This is what matters. You're making the world amazing in the physical world of which we live in. When you die, whatever you imagine can happen. And that's fine. And that's what needs to change. You know, change, change, change. Change your brain. Throw your change on the ground. Make change happen. And then change will happen. Eventually, I hope. <laughs>